What is up, everybody? Welcome to NFT in the Arena. You with Mike and Jono. Today is the first episode, and we are super excited about this. And we'll get into exactly what this is all going to be about. But this is the first episode of our series of NFT in the Arena, where we effectively will delve deep into the NFT as well as crypto world. And what's actually brought us upon this journey is our passion for sports as well as our passion for technology and in that being creative where we actually started sports finder in 2019 uh, with our founder Ahmed Al-Hawli who is actually based in Australia where myself and Jonathan are based in the United States and South Africa respectively and what we initially set out to do with sports finder was to provide a platform in a marketplace to allow athletes, predominantly student athletes in the US college system to effectively take advantage of what we perceive the future would look like when it came um, and it, or anything in relation to an athlete's NIL, name, image and likeness, where previously before legislation was passed, I think last year now, athletes were not allowed to actually monetize their brand and their name whilst um, in the, the, the college and high school the sports space here in the United States. And we had created a platform to allow athletes to sell merchandise, um, basically auction off whatever memorabilia they have for themselves and create a brand and start monetizing themselves by also giving away some um, memorabilia via auctions and actually creating fan experiences, which evidently has led us to our new journey, which is something that's something we could be passionate about is nfts and we naturally saw this transition moving from or to actually the, the nft space where we decided to create our own nft marketplace called sports finder where we allowed athletes professional as well as young um, athletes that are semi-pro will go into the big leagues eventually to create nfts on our platform and list them but what we actually realized was that after some time in working with athletes, the agents or the organizations, the management teams and the actual football teams, the, the basketball teams and the likes, we realized that this is an opportunity to not only allow these organizations to create their own NFTs, but also to potentially own their own NFT marketplace. And this is where we believe we are moving towards the direction of our business where we are effectively now are a technology company and enterprise solution offering organizations as well as individuals across any discipline of sport, any of artists or entertainment, the opportunity to create their own NFT white label marketplace where we utilize the technology and the technology stack in which we have built and we'll get into what technology we've actually built our platform on and the one in which we offer our clients. But this is something that we're incredibly passionate about. And the reason why we created this NFT in the Arena podcast was not only to talk about what we were doing, but more so to speak about what's going on in the NFT as well as crypto world, what the latest news is, the latest technologies, as well as the latest trends. And just more so being the month of Ramadan, it's all about giving. So we want to give up free education to people that are trying to learn about NFTs um, based on our discussions with organizations not only in the United States, but around the world, this is still very newfangled and a lot of people need to be educated on this, which makes people typically skeptical. And when we are trying to approach our clients, these are the kind of conversations we want to have.
and essentially provide them with the most amount of information that they would need to make a decision on whether this is the route on which they want to pursue because there's a lot of opportunity in this space but as Gary V once said he believes that 98 percent of the energy collections that have come out in the last two years will, will not be successful so we are on the other side of that fence where we actually are creating marketplaces and allowing organizations to create their own energy marketplaces and we effectively see ourselves as an organization that will be working hand in hand in growing businesses because it's not only the nft that holds the value it's the utility behind this and we'll get into that as we go out uh, as we progress through this the series of episodes so today obviously with Jono, who will be our regular host with myself and what we actually wanted to start with today was actually just talking about the NFT marketplace and the white label marketplace in which we've created and one of the first people pioneering this in this space and we really want to educate our audience and potential fans on what you can actually utilize this with so Jono, how are you today my brother Hey, what's happening, Mikey? What's cracking? Um, yeah, superb, yeah. dude. Just a bit cold there. Eh? <laughs> we can call cold. this. Uh, yes. Yeah, and when no, people are wondering where he is, he's in Johannesburg, right? Yeah. So I'm um, yeah in the beautiful heart of Bedford, Jersey side of town. So yeah, it's looking good. Cold, uh, nonetheless. Awesome, awesome. So, John, um, as as I was saying, like we we're pretty much involved in this energy space, and we. I wouldn't say we're pioneering it, but we for part of this, this unique um, generation of individuals and companies that are trying to actually stake a claim in this, in this industry and actually extract the value that everyone in the industry truly believes is possible. So like, what do you, how would you actually want to explain the entity marketplace or the white label solution in which we currently offer in our clients? Well, look, if you, if you look at the space as a whole, it's kind of manifested on this, on this idea of trust, which is ultimately developed from the whole blockchain technology that's come, up, come to us when Bitcoin launched. So yeah, so I think that with an N NFT, we're in a position where we can provide people uh, and organizations, brands alike, the opportunity to, to authenticate and actually sustain longevity on the blockchain. So for instance, an athlete um, scores an amazing goal and a great photographer takes a dope photo. And we wanna try and see how that athlete can actually benefit off that photo, not just the media, for instance, that uses that as leverage. So ultimately we would take that photo and add it onto by a white label solution, which is perhaps let's, let's assume the, the player plays for Arsenal. And Arsenal has a big fan base and they got a website that has a lot of traffic. So ultimately we so plug just, in there. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, one thing that everyone will notice is that Jono is an Arsenal fan and I'm a United <laughs> fan. We're up with oh, but to, 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 in this day and age, it's incredibly embarrassing to actually mention these things, but it will come uh, across in, in our series. Sorry to interrupt you, but I've just said No, 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 that's actually brilliant, bad, dude. A lot of banter that's set to come, because I mean, today we actually uh, realized we, we got our new manager, Eric Ten Hag. So let's see what the future holds, but I just had to throw that in there because <laughs> at the moment, both our teams are that cluster. Yes, yeah, well, look, let's, let's assume the play is even bent now. <laughs> And he scores this amazing goal. There's a dope photo. And 
we want to leverage that as an organization and Arsenal want to leverage that. And actually the most important is Bentner wants to leverage that. So how do we do that? Is to create an NFT. So the thing is, Arsenal sitting there thinking, shit, how do we do we we about sport? We know how to, you know, manage a club, bring players to fruition, but we don't know how to plug into this space. And this is where a company like us, Sports Finder, comes in and says, How do we attach that cool photo that you can put as an NFT onto the blockchain and leverage that as one an asset and also longevity in terms of commission every time that asset gets traded? So this is the best option is to place it onto the blockchain. And there we go. This is us doing it as a white label solution, just tapping into the back end. Yeah. So I think that's a great start. And what you were obviously signing on is the inherent value and the intangible value, but really is tangible if you want to look at it that way. And I think what a lot of people are trying to understand is not only the NFT, but the utility behind the NFT. But we'll get to that, John, because I want to get your, your opinion on the utility behind NFTs. But for mm. an organization that's looking to get into the space and are dwelling on the idea of potentially creating their own NFT marketplace, because this is what we specialize in, and this is something that we are trying to enter the market in uh, as an enterprise technology business, as opposed to individuals just creating NFTs because that market is there. There's amazing people doing that. And we've worked with some really, really great artists and it's something that I'm, I'm passionate about myself, but in the, the NFT um, market space and the white label space, tell me like a bit about like why an organization would want to do that in your opinion. Like what, what, what is the relevance to them? Well, look, I think it's, it's, it can be twofold, maybe even several. Uh, one is to provide value to their people. Um, so ultimately, I think there's a lot of a lot of um, discrepancy against humans of this day and age, just purely because of the whole notion of, of attaining funding in this day and age and inflation and all that stuff. So to provide value to the individual is is utmost important if you look at it from a virtuous point of view. Um, from a monetary point of view, we can look at it as this, this organization can perhaps find a, an agreement with the athlete where they can benefit in the long run as well. You know, for instance, that, that athlete could move on to um, another, another club, for instance, but that organization that it initially took that NFT or was, should I say, placed onto their, 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 their marketplace will forever develop a commission for that, um, perhaps that club or company, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, it comes down to the agreement ultimately. Does the athlete, is the athlete willing to, to sacrifice 2% of its commission you know, for the trade longevity of that asset? Um, and this is perhaps a, a very uh, paramount reason why an organization would want to jump into this purely because they can hold on to uh, long-term growth. Yeah. And I think I, I, I would, would love to talk on that particular topic actually is that I think, and a lot of organizations would agree as well as a lot of athletes would, would potentially agree is that athletes are just very difficult to work with and it's for various reasons and it's typically around not only the monetary value that their brand typically would bring an organization, but also 
it's the day and age in which we live in. We are moving into Web 3.0. And I remember a few years ago just talking about the, the fourth industrial revolution. It, it simply feels like we've really passed that now. Um, I think that the exponential rates of progress in technology is far superseding what people could have actually had imagined. And the reason why I bring that up is because why I see an organization potentially looking at an NFT marketplace that is branded as their own. Um, so you refer to Arsenal. I mean, let's use that um, take that forward. So I think Arsenal, if they were to create their own branded NFT marketplace in which they could leverage in parallel to their website, driving the existing fan base and their audience to this NFT marketplace in which they own. So this is one of the main things in which we, we can provide them is the exclusivity and the ability to have the functionality to actually look and look deeper into the transaction, see who's buying, buying the NFTs from them, which fan base, which demographic, and what we allow them to do is essentially create value for the fans beyond the NFT itself. And what I find super fascinating is in our conversations with individuals in these sports organizations around the world, actually, and in various sports, sports disciplines, even from rock climbing to mountain cycling to football to American football to basketball and so on, is that a lot of these major organizations are looking for ways to enter the space. And what they're thinking of doing is obviously creating NFTs in the form of fan tokens or whatever that may be on top of the athletes NFTs. I think the fan tokens will have a different use, different utility for it. Um, but also the longevity of those should not be neglected because if you think about it, what we typically propose to clients, and this is obviously something that's always up for conversation and there's no perfect way, but this is based on the experience in which we've gained in our, our time of operating in this industry is that organizations are looking to actually potentially sell a ticket to a game and allow the individual to get the NFT by virtual buying that ticket. Where in really in reality, it should be the other way around. You should be buying the NFT or the NFT token or the ticket to this or this game, where the utility behind that is not only your access to that game, but now if there's a moment in a game that stands long in the tradition of that organization or that football or that, that basketball team, you have a ticket to a moment in time that no one really has. And that's where the utility and the value actually is. And it will grow with time. It's like collecting sports cards. There's a moment in time in an individual's life where you have a particular game, which maybe in the next Maradona or the next Messi or the next Tiger Woods, whatever that may be. So my point is that organizations need to look beyond the actual entity and look at other things in which they can create as non-fungible tokens. And a lot of organizations are utilizing the NFTs to sell tickets to concerts or, and with, with that, so they gain access, or the, the family purchases that NFT token, buys access that is far beyond the normal ticket. They may have access to an athlete, or they may have access to doing a, a meet and greet with a particular individual, an artist, or what, a performer, whatever that may be. And the beauty of that is that these organizations that want to potentially own their own NFT marketplace can not only own the NFTs, but they can actually own the whole structure, structure and network around that marketplace. And the biggest issue in which we believe organizations will face and are facing now is the education. Education of the fans, the audience, and even the athletes involved, as well as the artists involved. And we're not only referring to athletes, it's people in the art scene, it's performers, it's, it's anything really. And how do you think an NFT marketplace is particularly a white one in which 
an organization can leverage by virtue of the service we offer, how would they actually educate their audience on their marketplace itself and the industries in which they're selling? Pardon, ask that question again. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, someone walked through the door <laughs> as you asked. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. So say mm. Yes, please. Yeah. So um, the question I, I was asking Jono was, mm. how does an organisation that's looking to create their own NFT branded marketplace or white label marketplace, and how do they educate their audience? Because the audience are the people that are going to be buying the NFTs in which they're hosting on the NFT marketplace. Education is a really big issue at the moment and helping people understand the true value of an NFT because a lot of people feel like it's it's a shoe in, shoe out kind of thing. And for a lot of people, it will be, but we need to try and get the message across that there's a lot more value than meets the eye. How do you think an organization can do that with like a white label solution that we can potentially offer them? Well, look, I think that that will merely be a UI UX dilemma. So what I mean by that is it's, it's ultimately merging marketing and, and user interface into one. So with that being said, is that how does the, the, the organization mitigate the, the, the user experience on their, for instance, website, which is inherently their, their marketplace? So how do they combine that interface with, for instance, marketing, which they can use as social streams, social media, digital media, whatever the case may be. Those are just about plugging into how that experience is going to be fulfilled. And I think, I think that, for instance, if you were to have it on a tab on a website and uh, you, you're getting a million people running through your website a month, there is, depending on how they've designed the website, you most probably are going to have just as much people running through that space. And for instance, if there is 20% of the people that are running through that space are investors, they're going to look at that and they're going to be quite intrigued. And the question is, that's what you want to try and uh, solve for now. You don't want to try and convert a person that's not a retail investor into one, because then that's trying to, uh, um, it's, it's, it's capitalization. And that's not what you want. This is about sports. This is about fan base. This is about keeping it authentic. So how do we do that? And that's about amalgamating this technology with the nuance of, of culture. You know, and putting that together and seeing where's the best fit. And I, I think it's going to be seamless. It's just, it's just a merely about testing it. And that's, that's about, mm, I, I do believe it will be cool. something that will really take adoption. Do you, do you think that when you, when you, when you, are you referring to a particular audience, particular demographic or society as a whole i mean i think that's it's, it's pretty large to say that but like what are your thoughts around that well let's let's hypothetically say we take arsenal as an example again they have x amount of people running through their website i think they would be quite happy if only 20 percent of them acted on on purchasing nfts in this let's for instance just say this day and age Especially in this you know, market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say right now in 2022, 20% of your uh, air traffic on your website is purchasing your NFTs. I think anyone would be happy with that because that's free money right now. And the thing is, like you mentioned about 
detailing that further into tickets and seasons and all that jazz. And for instance, even a forever token, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can go and yeah, to for any yeah. game forever till the day. You can even pass it on to your children. That kind of stuff is going to be very valuable. And I think to, for, for, for organizations to jump on that now and just to trial it is not going to be any harm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not going to cost much as well. And, and like what you kind of alluding to is almost like what they have is the season ticket holders where every year you get preference, you have the ability to purchase the season ticket um, before anyone else. And NFTs will become like that. And they are already like that, I believe. And yes, I think yes. what, what is also important to note is going back to what we at Sports Find are actually doing is, and I'm sure you guys can see that we're incredibly passionate about the NFT space and more so the sport at the same time. And by merging and marrying these two industries together is something that I think um, I've always wished and hoped for and it seems to be have materialized and it's, 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 it's super interesting. And I think one person um, actually asked me today in conversation, so it's definitely worth bringing up now is, and it's, it's quite an obvious question, is like, what is the, the, the technology in which your platform, in which you offer your clients is actually built on? And we built on the Ethereum blockchain. And I think a lot of people, the minute hear, they hear Ethereum, I think a few, a few months ago or years ago, people would have been more welcome to it because it's familiar. But now naturally people would associate the potentially exorbitant gas fees in which people experience when they're purchasing NFTs as well as um, hosting entities on their, their marketplace. But m now more so than ever, there's a lot of attention on Ethereum because it is one of the most powerful blockchains and the ability to build software on that is exponentially growing where there's the likes of Polygon that's been built on the Ethereum blockchain, which is a layer where organizations that are much like us will be implementing this in order to reduce the gas fees experienced by users and um, our clients. But don't, don't lose hope in Ethereum. There's big things coming today. They had a massive announcement of giving away some Bitcoin to people. I mean, Ethereum, not Bitcoin. And there's big things happening there. So don't, don't lose short sight of that. And the last thing would be is the wallet in which we actually have integrated on our client's technology is the, the MetaMask wallet where if you're watching this, you most likely know about MetaMask. But if you don't, we'll put a, a link in our description and you're more than welcome to go have a look at it because essentially when you do join our marketplace as sports finder or our clients marketplaces you effectively need a, a metamask wallet amongst the other wallets that we are integrated integrated into the software to allow you to transact and also save your nfts in a safe place so having said that we have come to the end of the first episode i'm super excited this is going to be one for the books in the future i think few years from now we can actually look at something that we created where it was not perfect we learned we're learning a lot i think each each episode will get better but before i say goodbye john any closing remarks anything that you you feel like you're going to bring to the the podcast as we progress yeah look i think this is a great opportunity for us to to actually learn uh within ourselves about this industry and to allow others to to learn from it too I think it's, it's, there's, there's so much potential um, and I'm all about change and bringing positivity. So if this is one way to do it, then why the hell not? So let's yeah, rock and roll, man. Exactly. Yeah. So for those of you that are watching for the first time, thank you for joining. Please hit the like and subscribe button. 
And yeah, this is going to be something that we're going to bring to you on a weekly basis initially, and who knows how this progresses. It will get a lot more fun. This was just the, the boring introductory episode in which we have to just take you through what we're all about. But our true personalities will be out, be out in the future, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, guys, take care.